It's episode 31, and we are grateful that you could join us for the show. Your hosts, Leanne Holo and Michael Gobier, are here to traverse through life. Experience the pain, the joy, the sorrow, the happiness, the pleasant, and the unpleasant. We're down with all of it. And today, we're going to break down the big marathon that happened over the weekend, and they're going to talk about why they did it. And, of course, they'll mention the First Day Book Club, which meets every Monday night at 8 p.m. Eastern. So sit back, relax, and share a thought or two with Leanne Hello and Michael Govier on the First Day Pod. Everyone. It's a Tuesday night, and your host, Michael Govier and Leanne Hello, are here to serve you at your pleasure. We're so thrilled to have you aboard because without you, there is no show. And if we don't have a show, then what are we doing here? Really, what are we actually doing? Right, Leanne? Right. <laughs> Hi. Hi. How's it going? It's going really well. How are you? Uh, good. Good. Um, I'm uh, just here to serve. I do this show with you because I love you and because I like that we can connect with others and talk about, you know, the little things, the piccadillies, the piccadillies. The pic- do you know what a piccadilly is? The piccadillos in life that uh, get us caught up, slow us down, maybe confuse us. That's what the show's about. And that's why you can contact us, firstdaypod at prodonnail.com. First Day Pod on instagram and twitter we're here to serve you we're here to learn from you so send us something share with us a life lesson a moment from your life that helped you find some clarity because we would love that that would be fantastic wouldn't it be it would be what's in your mouth what do you mean why why do you sound like that i sound fine okay i sound fine okay I can speak clearly. It's a, <laughs> you know, this is funny. If uh, Jason Vivian was listening, he'd be really angry. He, Why? Because he doesn't like these, uh, you know, these, what are they called? Toothpicker? Yeah, these like, I sent the link, by the way. Uh, these cleaners. Yeah, they're, they're like, uh, they're floss. Uh, floss, they have, floss picks. Yeah. yeah. I used to leave them all over the bathroom when I lived with them in 2007 and eight. Oh, gosh. Like, yeah, I would shower, and I'd use one in the shower, and I would just leave it in the like in the bathtub. That's so gross, Mike. Like many of them, there was a lot of them. Ask you about it. I have to be honest about who I am and what I've done, and I want everyone to know the truth about me. And you've grown from that, yes? Yeah, yeah. Okay. <laughs> yeah, I throw them away. I don't just leave them anywhere. Great. However, there was that one that was on the ground. Remember oh my gosh! Outside. Yeah, you always noticed it. I always hated it. And then I went to go pick it up. And every time I'd go pick it up, you'd be like, don't pick it up. I was like, okay. So I just kick it a little further, closer to the garbage. (laughs) Every weekend you came over, it got closer and closer to the garbage. (laughs) I think it finally made it in there. It did. (laughs) But yeah, these things are, uh, you know, they get loose and they're, I don't know, they're easy to just misplace. But I've been much better with them since those days living with Jay. Mm-hmm. And that also I've been flossing very well for at least the last 13 years. Mm-hmm. That's great. 
really important. <laughs> Flossing is so crucial. I don't know if people understand that. I think mm-hmm. Texas will tell you it's the key. It's beyond brushing. If you're not flossing, then you're screwing yourself. Mm-hmm. Yeah, if you only want to do one, do the floss. Do the floss like the dance. <laughs> That's right. Welcome to the Dental Hygienist Hour. I'm Michael Govier. I'm a DDS, and Leanne is my... Actually, Leanne, you could be the DDS, and I'll be the dental hygienist assistant. Oh, okay. That sounds good. No, this is not a dental show. But uh, oh. your, mouth, your mouth is the key to your health, oddly enough. It's very important that you take care of your gums and the whole thing. Anywho, well, that was uh, fun. what are we uh, here for? Why are we here? We are here to talk about whatever is on our mind. I suppose we should start off first with the book club, which was another excellent session Monday night, last night. I missed most of it, but... Why did, did you miss I, it? Well, we'll get to that in a moment. But, <laughs> I'm so uh, proud of you. Janice, I want to give a shout out to Janice. She's the one who ran it last night and she did a great job. So thank she you, did Janice, amazing. so much. Weren't mm-hmm. you impressed? I was very impressed. She had notes. She had questions. She had page references. She was so on the ball. It was so good. That's fabulous. Yeah. she's yeah. So the book, if, in case you don't know, if you haven't been listening, we're doing Eckhart Tolle's A New Earth, which, um, you know, is about consciousness and transcending how you currently think to a greater, deeper, more meaningful level and many, many other things. So we're on chapter six now, moving into chapter seven. You can still join us. I know a friend, a couple friends of ours, Eric and Rhonda. Hello, Eric and Rhonda, if you're listening. Hey. They have been listening to the audiobook together. Oh, that's awesome. And yeah, they've been having conversations about it, but they're kind of doing their own thing. They don't want to join the book club, but they've been that's fine. Listening. They've been listening to the audiobook and like pausing it and then having like chats about it. So I think that's fantastic. That's I think it's so an eye. Cool. Yeah, it's an eye-opening book. Mm-hmm. It really ignites conversation. If you're interested in how the mind works and how we view how you view things or how people see the world and how they don't see the world and the confusion that just makes our heads explode, makes my head explode sometimes. I'm like, why do I keep doing the same damn thing over and over again? Mm-hmm. Can you relate mm-hmm. to that? No, but I see it in you. <laughs> <laughs> that was funny. <laughs> yeah, you are funny. So we've been doing the book club, and uh, we're still doing the book club every Monday night, 8 o'clock Eastern. It's always at the same time. You're welcome mm-hmm. to join. We do it on Zoom. We put out the link. Mm-hmm. So it's available. It's not hard to find. No. Uh, having said that, the reason I missed most of last night's book club, because uh, me and Leanne did a marathon together over the weekend. Yay! It was supposed to be the Detroit Free Press. Mm-hmm. What's it called? Is it called the Detroit Free Press Marathon or the Detroit Marathon? Detroit, the Free Press Marathon, the free um, press sponsored by TCF Bank. I don't know oh, why, but TCF <laughs> is always in it. They always. So I don't why know if they've cha- because I don't know if they changed the name to the TCF Marathon or if it's just the Detroit Free Press Marathon. <laughs> You're funny. No. Well, TCF is on everything when they're promoting it. (laughs) Yeah, I bet. Yeah. Anyway, I think it's a Detroit Free Press Marathon. Freep Marathon. Whatever it's called. It was supposed (laughs) to happen on October 18th, Sunday. Mm -hmm. But it got canceled. But you could do it virtually. Mm -hmm. Still, Leanne got a medal because she signed up. I deferred mine until next year. Mm -hmm. But I was still going to do it. Mm -hmm. So, on Sunday, Leanne got up. What time did you start? I started, I was on the trail at 8 a.m. 8 a.m. So later than I wanted, but 
um, you know, it was good. It was good. Did I actually should have, well? I should have went later when it stopped raining. So, um, yeah, I did the first half on my own. And then I did the second half with my girlfriend, Julia. And Hi, Julia. Julia. Yes. Thank you so much for doing it with me. It was so fun. Um, so I did the second half with Julia. And um, yeah, it was great. She is like super lucky because um, I called her when I was like 10 minutes away from like where we were going to meet. So I was like, okay, 10 minutes, like come on over. And I said, wear a raincoat because it's been raining the last 10 miles. So get a raincoat, like dress appropriately, and I'll see you in 10 minutes. So she gets a raincoat and she gets everything. And as soon as she like gets out of the car and starts walking with me, no rain. No rain for the whole rest of the trip. And then what? the sun no came rain? out. No, none. She got nothing. <laughs> she had to like unzip her jacket because she's like, oh, my God, now it's starting to get hot. I was like, yeah, no, the sun's coming out for you. <laughs> but, um, yeah, so it was really – it was. Really, it was a cool experience. And then you were going to do it the same day, but you got really sick and couldn't do it. And I was like ready to like kind of write you off. I was like, oh, well, okay, that's not happening then. Maybe next year. Write me off. Yeah. yeah. Well, because you were doing it, it wasn't like a, like a goal for you. It wasn't something that was like, I've always wanted to do a marathon. You were just kind of doing it to support me. And then it was kind of something that you were just, you know, going to do, which was very cool. But since I already completed it, then you didn't really have to do it. But I was so impressed that you did. It was so cool that you did. I don't know why it really was. I really enjoyed that you did that all the whole thing. Well, don't forget Yoshi did 14 miles. Yeah, good job, Yosh. Good job, Yoshi. Yeah, she did yeah. over a half marathon. Yoshi's and she's, the, uh, she's only four golden months. Doodle. Golden Doodle? What is this thing called? Yeah, Golden Doodle, I think. Yeah, she's a little mini golden doodle who did part of the marathon, 14 miles, and she's only four months old. It was mm -hmm. amazing. <laughs> very proud of her. But, yo, know, I'm holding her right now. That's why we're talking about her. She's here with me. She's my yeah. mom's dog, and I'm dog sitting. And it's, I got to tell you, it's great to have a companion. Mm -hmm. um, during COVID and being alone, mm -hmm. it's really nice to have uh, someone you can t talk to. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> you can talk to Yorty. She'll, she'll talk to me and yeah. listen. And yeah. She's always willing to lend an ear. And yeah. I, uh, and snuggles. Yeah, she's very snuggly and cute, and she sleeps with me in the bed. And mm -hmm. She's so cuddly, you know? It's great. Puppies are the <laughs> best. And she's very soft. I gave her a bath last night after. So the marathon I did on Monday. Leanne did her Sunday. And how long did it take you? Um, It took me – it took us six and a half hours to do the whole thing. It took me two hours and 45 minutes to do the first half. I'm so, I'm just so, that blows my that's mind. all walking, right? All walking. I didn't jog or run or any of that. She's the fastest walker ever. If you know anything about times and like, you know, roughly on average, it takes a human being like 15, 16 minutes to walk a mile on average, roughly. Mm -hmm. So she's really killing it. She's a fast walker. I don't know. I can't recall what it's like to see you walk like full pace. So I don't know what I'm missing and I'm going to be looking oh, you're forward missing to a lot, you. man. Well, I'm looking forward to the chance to see you walk and see how fast it really is in person soon. Hopefully. Well, okay. But also I don't walk that fast. I'm not like a, like I don't walk that fast normally, like just when I'm walking around, but I just, I walk faster when I'm doing a walk. So I see, but I can slow it down. Um, but yeah, I just have a, a regular 
fast gait. And it's actually funny. So it's, it's actually more difficult for me to go slower than it is for me to go faster. So when I was doing it on my own and I was doing it like really fast, I was sweating. I looked like I was like exerting more energy. Um, but I was so hyped. Like as soon as I saw Julia, I was like, yeah, let's go, let's go do another one. I'm so excited. Um, but then when we were walking slower, which was fine, like, and it's not even slower, like she was walking normal. Most people in a marathon that are walking, that's the speed that they go. Um, so it wasn't like she was going slow, but it it was slower than what I'm used to. And everything started seizing up and it was like, it's, it's more difficult for me to go slow than it is for me to go like just kind of super fast. But anyway, it was because you're going slower. That seems strange. It was, I think it was because everything, I don't know. I don't know how the body works, but it you don't, you should learn take an anatomy class. No, yeah, actually, you oh. know what? I should actually, you know what? I, I shouldn't, I don't know why you I really said should. no. That way you would have no more false assumptions or, uh, you know, any of your liasms, your, your I like them. Oh, what's your, what's my body doing? I'm going to take a guess. <laughs> I feel like it's probably this. <laughs> yeah, I love that. It's so fun to do that. You do. You you love to do that, but uh, you know, why did you why did you want to do this marathon? Why did you sign up for it in the first place? Um, hmm, I actually don't know. I so I signed up. I why did I? I don't know. I I've done. After you and your dad did it last year, right? Yeah, this is this is the fifth time that I've done the Detroit Free Press, and the four times before that, I did it. Is this the third, fourth time, or fifth time? No, fourth time. So the first time that I did it, why did I do it? I think maybe friends of friends of mine were signing up for it. And I was like, I'm not a runner. And they're like, but you can walk it. And I was like, oh, cool. Had no idea. So I did it. And then um, that was like a write off. I just like, I had so much fun. I just like danced with kids in the street and took pictures and everything. Like it, it was so, it was so fun. Like I can't wait until next year until you and I can do the actual one. It's such a neat experience. Um, yeah. And then I've done it like three other times. And the other three times that I did it, I did it with people that weren't able to go very fast, which was fine. Um, and they were all like good. My dad actually, he's he was the oldest person that I've done it with. He was 71 at the time, 72, 71. And um, he ran part of it. I'm like, dad, we're supposed to just walk. But um, so we, he and I made some pretty good time. And then this year, you and I were going to do it. We were going to do the half. And then when it became virtual, you had the option of like switching over and deferring your membership or your thing. And it costs like a hundred bucks to do it. And they said you can defer it or you can do it virtual. But if somebody came off of the street in July or August or whenever they announced it, they would have been able to do it for 50 bucks. So I'm like, what? I'm not going to, I just paid a hundred bucks. I'm not going to like do it and everybody else can do it for 50. So I deferred with you. And then for next year, because next year everybody will have to pay a hundred. And then I signed up for the full this year. Cause I was like, well, it's virtual. There's not going to be any shuttle that's coming behind me. Like you're too slow. So if I, this is my only chance to do it uh, like professionally in an actual marathon without any of the like responsibility of going a certain speed or keeping up with other people or so I did it and 
I did pretty good timing. So, um, but I don't know. I kind of like, I, I've got the little bug in me now that I want to do more marathons, but I also don't know, you know, we were kind of talking like, is it too much on your body? Should I just like keep focusing on half marathons and just doing better times or I don't know. That's I like it. Though. Yeah. You like it and you're passionate and interested about doing more of it. So. Mm -hmm. Because I, I realized I really like having a reason to do things like when it comes to like working out and stuff. Um, I can't believe how driven I've been the last seven weeks. As soon as I made the decision that I was going to do a full marathon, like I've been pretty darn committed to doing the entire training. And there were a lot of days that I would not have worked out. I wouldn't have gotten any steps in if it wasn't for the training and having that why at the end, like something that you're, you're going toward. So I kind of like that. I have friends that do that, that set up like, you know, a 5k in the spring and then a 10k and then a half marathon and then a marathon. Like they like plan it out for the year to keep them kind of accountable in their training. I always thought that was weird, but now I get it. I really do understand it. You finally realize i get it mm -hmm. this is the first day pod where we finally get things <laughs> we learn and understand first day pod protonmail.com we'd love to hear from you and twitter and all the social medias where you could tell us about your own marathon experience or how you hate marathons and how much you loathe running we'd like to hear about that because mm -hmm. you're out there we know you're out there mm -hmm. right um for me so Leanne said I got sick over the weekend. Uh, it was really, I just got this awful headache on Saturday and it became so terrible that I threw up twice. Mm -hmm. and it was awful. It was so horrible. I just had to close my eyes finally and just go to bed. And uh, you looked awful. Oh, it was horrible. It was so painful. And this happened to me one other time back in July, the first day I moved in here, actually, when I cleaned the whole house because the, people who rented it to me didn't clean it so i had to clean it because there was burnt toast in the oven left from the previous <laughs> renter that really happened burnt toast just sitting there in the oven rack i'm like what is this so dumb very dumb so i thought maybe i got exposed to like too much chemicals that day because i did a lot of cleaning so i chalked mm -hmm. it up to that but now i i don't know why it happened on saturday night that's the second time it's happened now and uh, my one of my friends thinks it's stress related that I was getting nervous about the marathon, but I really wasn't actively concerned about it at all. I was excited. I was like, all right, that's what I'll be doing. I was just chilling like I always do here during COVID. Hmm. Farting around at home. So, you know, let the um, let the mystery commence about what the hell happened and why it happened. Were you getting stressed about, about uh, coming over the border? Because you just signed the papers and put all the papers in the day before and it became real. No. Hmm. I wasn't, no, I wasn't thinking like that at all. I mean, not actively at all. So I, whatever, if it was unconscious, then there's nothing I could do about that. But um, hmm. I just got a terrible headache and it got so bad. It just made me feel like hell. It was like, you know, it's like what a migraine supposed to be, I guess. And I don't know. Anyways. So Sunday I was just like, oh, please. I hope my head doesn't hurt again. And it felt like it might, but it never actually did. It was just like in my mind. Mm -hmm. So I just chilled on Sunday and, I told Leanne I would do it on Monday, and I don't know if she thought I would actually do it or not. No. <laughs> no, there it is. See? And that's okay. That's fair. I don't always 
come through when I say I will. So. Well, it's not, it's not that it's that I just, it, what, it wasn't something that like you were for the most part, you like, why were you doing it? Why were you going to do it? Did you sign up? Because you were doing it. Right. So because I actually achieved it, it's different if you would have done it the same day that I did it, you know, like, oh, keep going, keep going. I'm doing it too. But once you knew that, like, I did it, I accomplished it, then you technically didn't have to do it since it wasn't really like a a big thing for you. So I let you off the hook too. And I was like, hey, I'm not going to, you know, I don't care if you don't do it. I'm not going to be upset or like disappointed or anything. However, even saying that when you told me that you did the whole thing, I was like, oh my gosh, maybe I would have been disappointed because I can't believe how proud I am right now. (laughs) (laughs) See? Yeah. And you started, you started relatively late. What time did you start? I started just after noon. Yeah. 15, 1230. Yeah. So that was the other thing. I was like, I don't know. I don't know that he's going to do it. It's going to take him eight hours to do this. And the later it goes, the more I was like, maybe he'll say tomorrow. (laughs) (laughs) Well, I just started doing it. I'm like, I even watched a movie in the morning. I just screwed around for a bit. And I'm like, okay, it's noon. What am I? All right. uh, I'll go for for a little bit of a walk. And it was rainy and cold and crappy out. Mm. uh, I just started doing it. I started walking. Mm-hmm. I greased up and everything like Leanne told me to do. Put Vaseline on my butt. And, well, that's you know, not exactly what I said. <laughs> my nipples. And, that's uh, also not what I said. But yes, these were all great things that you did. You said, you told me to tape my nipples. No, I didn't. I said to put Vaseline on them. Well, you said to do something to my nipples. <laughs> and uh, I, I was all prepared like I was really going to do it. So I got yep. prepared and I went out and I started walking for a while and I called a friend to kill some time and Next thing you know, a couple hours have gone by, and I'm like, all right, I'm feeling good. And mm-hmm. uh, I kept going, and I came back to get Yoshi after about three or so hours, mm-hmm. and I picked her up for the last 14 miles, and we finished it together. Yeah, without a phone. Yes. Without a phone. My, my phone died. At, like, where were you, like, mile 15 or something? 16 miles. Yeah. yeah. Real nice. So... I'm like, are you okay? How are you feeling? Because I'm so worried that he's going to end up just like passing out on the side of the road or throwing up or something. So I was like, are you okay? And you're like, phone's dead. I was like, oh, shoot. Now he's got like literally another 10 miles to go. And I'm not going to have any clue whether or not he's alive or makes it or whatever. But you did. Look at you. And, And think about this, guys. Like... So uh, we, you have a tracker that tells you like how far you're going to go. And he didn't even have like a plan. He didn't have like a, like a, like a map of where to go and stuff. And so even without a phone, he was able to figure out and do 26.7 miles, like pretty much bang on. That's really impressive, Mike. Thank you. What can I say? My calf is killing me and my left knee hurts, but uh, otherwise I'm fine. My right calf is really hurts. But mm. that's all right. It's a small price to pay for this tremendous glory. Look at us. <laughs> Marathoners. We did Yay. it. Yeah, it's exciting. Yeah, I, I don't feel like a 
tremendous sense of like, wow, look what I did. I really don't feel like that, but I'm very pleased. I, I have such high expectations of myself that like when I do something, I just expect to get it done. And if I don't do it, then I'll be disappointed. But if I get it done, it's business as usual. Yeah, that's a shame. That this is a, is a big shame. deal. I agree. Why is it a big deal? It's a big deal because it's not something that like you can just pick up and just do. Well, you didn't do a whole lot of a ton of training, but you did train the last couple of weeks. You've been training and actually you have been training because you've been doing like two hours of walking a few times a week for like months. Right. Haven't you? Well, I've been, Am I making that up? Well, I've been working out for like a year. I doing circuit training and then i also did a i would do my like workout routine and then the next day i'd walk and walk slash run so i was doing that for a while Mm -hmm. yeah so that was my prep but i didn't do like i guess it i tried to kind of tag along to what your marathon training was but i didn't quite do that i kind of just started walking more and more mileage just i did 15 miles like a couple weeks ago that was the most i had done prior to doing the marathon so yeah. I blew that away by 11 miles. So impressive. It's so cool. I think uh, it, I think we're very outstanding people and we're better than everyone. Yeah, that's exactly what this whole show is all about. <laughs> <laughs> but, you know, it's it's really just a matter of like, I don't even care really if anybody even knows or whatever, I just think it's such a cool thing. Like I want everybody to do even just a half marathon walking and like, even if you don't want to sign up and pay for it, just go out and like train for it. So then one day I was talking to a guy on the trail when I was doing um, it on Sunday and um, he was like an older guy. He was probably about like 65 or something. And we were just talking and that too, that's, I'm glad that it was raining because I only ended up like running into like five people and anybody that I ran into, of course I had like conversations with, but anyway, this guy, I was talking to him about it and stuff. And he was like, Oh man, that's so cool. It's always been on my bucket list. Like I've always dreamed of being like doing a marathon or a half marathon. And you know, look now I'm an old man and it's over. And I was like, no, it's not. I said, you're walking right now. And he's like, I know, but that's a lot. And I said, he's like, I don't know that my joints could take running. And I was like, just walk it. And I was like, just train that you just walk all until the next year. And then one day just decide that you're going to do 13.1 miles. Time yourself, like track it that you do it. And then even if you don't get a medal, you can always say and always know that you did the half marathon, even at your age. And, um, he's like, you think so? And I was like, yeah, definitely. And I was like, but I gotta go. And then I just kind of left. Cause I was like, oh man. So we're going to get into like the huge conversation, but he was like, I think that's what everybody thinks is that you have to like run and you have to be a runner and you have to do all this kind of stuff. And if you have like that, you want to accomplish something like that, it's a, it's a neat thing not just to say that you've done it, but to know that you've trained for something and then you've set a goal and then you've accomplished it. Like it's just, especially the full marathon, like that's just a cool thing. And it's the mental game of it too. I can't believe you did it the last 14 or the last, how many miles was the last 10 without the 11, without any music, without anything. except Yoshi, except telling Yoshi, come on. Okay, come on, Yoshi. 
come on, let's go, Yosh. I just kept saying that a lot. So yeah. No, nope, no more sniffing. No, okay, yeah. <laughs> sniffing, yeah. Lots of fire hydrants and posts and uh poop, a lot of random animal poop all over this land. You'd be surprised how much animal poo there really is Lovely. in the world out there. It's just all over the place. Mm, yummy. Yeah. Great. Does it sound good? Yeah, it's nice. What's up? Mm, okay. So <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, that's impressive. So anyway. Okay. So what else? Yeah. Um I Ooh, I have something. I have something. Oh great, good. Go ahead. I, I don't know what to say. Okay. So um Heather, one of our listeners, sent um us a quote on on Instagram and it was by success magazine. And it said, if we try to go full speed all the time, we'll never make it to the finish line. We need to pace ourselves mentally, physically, emotionally, or we'll burn out. And that's by Matt Crossman. Um, so she sent it to us and then she was like, that's something I really struggle with. I think as like, um, when you really, whether you're an entrepreneur or not, like if you have that kind of work ethic, it's really hard to turn off and you just want to kind of keep going and keep going. Um, so she was like, I don't know, maybe you guys want to talk about that on the one of your episodes coming up. And I thought it was a really good thing. What do you think about that quote about going full speed all the time? Do you think that's a like the hustle mentality of how people are kind of like, you know, do you agree with that? No. Can you hear me? <laughs> Hello? Is this yeah. thing on? <laughs> yes, it is. Everyone can hear you. <laughs> Hustle and a bustle, huh? Go, go, go all the time. Go, go, go all the time. Mm -hmm. I used this to be that way it. when I was in my 20s. I felt like it was like all or nothing. Like I just. Oh, well, it's always all or nothing, of course. But does it, should it be? Like I no, feel of course not. So how do you. There should be room for nuance and, uh, you know, discernment and uh, identification of, hey, whoa, wait a minute. Let's pause and let's relax. Let's take a moment to appreciate the situation and not fly through everything and hustle mm -hmm. on. To the We're always looking forward to the next thing. There's never going to be any satisfaction because it's always what's next. Okay, I completed that. Now what? Okay, I did a marathon. Now what? Oh, great. Mm -hmm. I did another marathon. Now what? Okay, I went to work. Now what? Okay, I did a project. Now what? Okay, I got to mm -hmm. go to bed. Now what? Mm-hmm. That sounds right. it sounds like a way to really accomplish a lot, but you you gotta look at what I think I don't think we do this enough. I know I don't even do this enough. We gotta look back at what people who die or are dying say about their lives. And I don't think we really mm -hmm. appreciate the wisdom of people who are able to have a moment to if they know they're dying, you know, or if uh they're able to say something right before they die about their lives and the regrets and what they wish they would have done and what they wouldn't have done. I think we need to really raise the stakes of how important that wisdom is because it shows you wow. what's important in life in the end, because life is universal in a sense. Human experience has a general overall similarity in terms of like growing up, you know, depending what society you live in it. But if you live in the United States or Canada and you grow up, you're a teenager and, uh, you develop and then you hit puberty and you turn into this young little adult and you have this new experience of, hey, look at me. I'm out in the world for the first time. I'm learning things and I'm driving a car for the first time. I'm 
you know, having my first drink, uh, you know, my first kiss, all these things. And it's all new, new, new. And some of those things are universal. So everybody's experience varies, but the human condition is universal, right? Mm-hmm. So I think the wisdom of what people have to say at the end will matter and should be accounted for with greater respect because we can all learn something from what they're telling us now. We don't have to wait to get to that point to learn. Mm-hmm. That's, that's what, a great that, point. That's what that makes me think of, I guess. Wow. You say that. Yeah. Wow. That's really, that's, yeah, really interesting. No? No, that's what really interesting. That's not at all where I thought you, <laughs> that quote would take us, but. Where am I supposed to go? Well, tell me where we're supposed to go. No, that's amazing. I think that is true. And that is like you hear that all the time when people are on their deathbed. They're like, oh, I wish I would have spent less time with my family and friends and more time in the office. (laughs) That doesn't sound right. No. No. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah, you're right. And I think I think the younger people, I think they're starting to get it. They're starting to really understand that it's not a matter of like, you know, when I retire or when I'm older, that's when I'll start living my life. They're realizing that they need to live the, their life now. And I think people that are our generation and older are having a hard time seeing that because we, I think there's part of it that's kind of like, um, not jealous. I don't know what the word would be, but like envious maybe that like they're getting it at such a young age, you know? Yes. And, um, you know, and, and we feel like we need to say, well, you guys should be working harder. And when I was your age and I had the energy, that's when I was like working three jobs and da, 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 da. And, but I think they've got it. Like, I think they're getting the whole thing about like, we need to just take time. And um, I was talking, uh, Sierra and I, we were in uh, like our mastermind and we were talking about um, time blocking and getting our schedules together to time block so then we can really like be in the now while mm-hmm. we're in that time. And um that was something that was really really like the whole concept about being in the present that we're getting in this book um I think is really important and then that will help us not go full speed all the time because if you're in the moment then you're naturally slower. Naturally, yes. it's just a calmer way of being. Um, no. What do you think? What do you think is the number one regret that most people say on their deathbeds? Those people that are able to express it. Not running a marathon. <laughs> That's right. How did you know that? <laughs> I'm so That's good. Incredible. Yeah, I know. <laughs> Damn. I think that's. Wow, you I mean you got it made then you completely understand this thing called life. Look at you. I'm <laughs> um, proud of you. Well, I don't know. More time with their family? That they didn't spend more time with their family? Well, if you Google it and you want to trust Google, this is from businessinsider.com. Ooh. In 2013, just for the record, so you have some context. Mm-hmm. Five things people regret most on their deathbed. Can you name any of the top five? Yes. Spending time, not spending enough time with their family. Um, uh, I wish no? I'd, no, that's not on there. Come on. Not. Okay. Uh, not traveling. That's not on there. 
Come what the hell? Okay. I think they're um, more broad. They're a little more broad. You're being very specific. Like, okay. One of them says, "I wish that I let myself be happier." Oh, okay. Yeah, okay. I could, I can see that. That's number okay. five. Okay, go tell me the other four because I'm lost. I don't know what people okay. number care four. About. Number yeah. four. I wish I had stayed in touch with my friends, not family, friends. Wow. Because people dedicated to family. That's see, that's what happens. People give their life to their family. They and they abandon mm. their friends and they wish they hadn't have done so. Nice. That's a good one. I wish three. number three. Yes, I wish I'd had the courage to express my feelings. Oh, that's so nice. I mean, sad, but so nice. That's very sad. So sad. Yeah. You're gonna live this life and you're not gonna express your feelings. I know. The older I get, the easier that gets. So. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. And number two. I, I just yeah. That I'm just I'm going through all the things that like because I'm my feelings are always on my sleeve or however that sentence goes. I Is can't it? imagine. Yeah, for the most part. You're not the most blunt person I know. It's not like you just throw it out there all the time. Uh oh, but I just mean more of my good feelings. Oh, like so my happy feelings. Now you're compartmentalizing and identifying them. We're talking all feelings. No, my feelings. good feelings are the only real feelings. Those are the only oh! my true being. The rest of it's Ridiculous. my ego. <laughs> what? It's our book. This is how we're learning. <laughs> Well, the ego is a part of us still. We can get rid of it or we can identify it. But we can't get rid of it. Truly. We know it's there. We can be like, hey, ego, I know what you're up to. So yeah. That's not, true. That's not important. identify with it. And it's all you're the right. negative. Okay. Number two. No, you're right. That's what a new earth says. It's a great book. It really is people. I strongly recommend checking it out if you've never read it. Number mm -hmm. two, I wish I hadn't worked so hard. Oh, mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. which goes to this point you were making about go, 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 go. Yep. That's Absolutely. number two. That's pretty high up there. This is, is from this is from businessinsider.com, which I assume has a lot to do with people doing CEOs. business stuff and working hard. Yeah. Mm -hmm. And the number one is you want to take one more I I regret not eating more dessert. <laughs> is that it? You're funny. How Am you I the winner? It? No. I'm the winner. I wish I'd had the courage to live a life true to myself. Not the life others expected of me. Wow. That's a number one regret. Wow. Yeah. Hmm. So food for thought, ladies and germs. Wow. So if we're going to go, 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 go. Doesn't sound like a lot of people at the end of their life, if they're so fortunate to get that far, look back and say, boy, I wish I had worked harder. <laughs> Yeah. <laughs> it doesn't matter in the end. Your things you accomplish are not what defines you. It's the experience that you have. Yes. That's what creates the lasting memory. Mm hmm Wow. The connection and the relationships. I really believe that. I mean, I'm some 40-year-old bozo in Michigan. What the hell do I know? But I'm just telling you what I've learned from my experience. If you're listening to this show, thank you for listening. And second of all, you know. If you have a counter opinion to this at all, or to what Leanne's saying, then tell us, you know, right in the yeah. show, first day pod, protonmail.com, or DM us on Twitter, Instagram, wherever. We'd love to hear an alternate take and a different point of view. Yeah. Wow. Those are really good. It gets me to thinking, you know, they say um, when you really want to try to like um, 
figure out what what means a lot to you and what like kind of goals you want to make for yourself to write yourself a eulogy that you want read at your funeral and then live that mm. which i always thought was like a really cool thing because That's you're not going to yeah you're not going to be like oh she was amazing cuz she like closed three clients a week or she was so like none of that matters it was like you know, she lit up a room. She made everybody feel loved. She like those are all the things that you care about. Well, I don't know. Maybe we should do that together when we see each other <gasps> soon in Canada. Why don't we sit down and write our our uh, eulogies? Oh my gosh, how romantic! Yes, let's do that. Is it romantic? It's not romantic, but yeah, let's. Uh, do that. <laughs> no, it'll be fun. We'll learn a lot. Oh my gosh, I can't believe that we're going to see each other again. Well, the paperwork is in. So, oh. Government of Canada, if you're listening, we're waiting on you for approval. Yes, thank you in advance. We really appreciate it. We really do. Thank you, Canada. We're waiting for your confirmation mm -hmm. to verify our lovely, lovely relationship. We look to resume in mm -hmm. person very soon. So, oh my gosh, I can't stay wait. tuned. Stay tuned for a live episode featuring both of us in person. That'll be fun. So, hey. Um, Okay. I want, I want to take a moment to thank anybody who ever listens to the show. If you do, yes, thank, thank you, you so much. Uh, thank you for taking the time out of your day because there's only so much time in a day. So to give, you know, 40 minutes to an hour to us to work with and share and ideas is yeah. uh, not something we take lightly. So we want you to know that we do it with a debt of gratitude. So thank you. Yes. Thank you very, very much. And everybody that, that, like comments and shares things with us and it's just it's so cool creating these relationships online you know mm -hmm. oh it's yeah, so I, awesome mm -hmm. it is i totally agree I, it's i really love doing the show and it's a small little podcast but we always learn something from each other and we try to apply our own experiential learning into into the show so maybe you could take something from it and we're mm -hmm. just always going to chat like we do, like we are right now. And, you know, our mental mm -hmm. health is important to us. Um, mm -hmm. We take these things seriously. And yeah, I always want to continue to talk about that. I would, you know, I don't know. I don't know what I'm trying to say here. All I'm saying is thank you. Thanks for listening to the show. And, uh, you know, we'll be back next week with another episode of the First Day Pod because I'll tell you one thing. Oh, here we go. We have a question from Sierra. Hi, Sierra. Oh, I didn't even know she was here. Hey, no, girl. You can live stream the show. We do it every Tuesday night at 7 p.m. Eastern. So you can check in. If you want to watch the live stream instead of the podcast, you can ask us a question in real time and we'll answer it. And she yeah. says, has the podcast helped with the longest distance? You two are so strong. Thank you, Sierra. That's very mm -hmm. kind of you. Has the podcast helped with the long distance? Um, I don't know. I don't know if it has. I mean, it's it's a part of our like uh, routine, so it has for me. I really yeah. like it. I feel like, um, because the weeks go by so fast, and especially in this time, like I I don't know about you, but I feel like 2020 has been such a weird time warp of like. Some days feel like they drag on. Some weeks fly by. Some months I don't even realize past. Um, but having the podcast that you and I get to have a conversation for a full on hour, like it's 40 minutes to, you know, 60 minutes of us talking and having a conversation and like 
really staying in those conversations, I think is really cool because we talk every day. Um, you know, we make sure that we're, you know, up to date with everything that's happening. Um, but the whole week could, if we didn't have the podcast, a whole week could go by that we don't have an hour long conversation. You know what I mean? Like it's possible that that could happen, but this has always that's been, true. even in our busiest week, there's always that hour that you and I get to kind of just like pause and, and we're, I always feel more relaxed. Like, I feel like this is just so cool. Cause we, I can't be like when, when we're on the phone or on a video, sometimes it's like, yeah, babe, no, I love you. Like, this is great. And then you're also doing something else, mm -hmm. um, just to do the check-in. But with this, it's like, we're just in the now and really, so yeah, I do feel like it's, it's helped the distance for me anyway. You're right. Maybe I was undervaluing how much I really appreciate it. I wasn't taking it for granted. So thank you. Mm -hmm. You just gave me some perspective. See, I learned from her. And <laughs> just like I can learn from her, she can learn from me, and we can yeah. learn from you and vice versa. So yeah, thanks, Sierra. That was a really good question to make that us was a think great about question. it. Thank you very mm -hmm. much, Sierra. I do appreciate it. And you're right. Yeah, this is like a, our long form time to just talk about stuff. And we'll, we're honest and open, so we don't hide anything. Yeah. Um, Literally, it's just a conversation. I guess I hadn't really thought about it enough. So thank you for enlightening me. Mm hmm. That's yeah. nice. Yeah. I was talking to, I was talking to one of my girlfriends and she was, I think I brought this up before because I just think it's so cool. And she was just saying that, um, she's, oh, Sierra, she's like, I can't wait for you to see each other. Yeah. We can't wait either. Yeah. So um, yeah. So my girlfriend, she was saying, She's like, it's just so cool listening to you guys having a conversation because I feel like I'm in the room with you guys having the conversation. And she says, there's so many times that I'll just be like, Mike, no, da da da, da or Lee, no, this is. <laughs> and she's like, I'm sure that I would look like I'm, you know, losing it if I'm sitting out in the back porch or if whatever. Um, she says, but I just get so into it because it's a full like 45 minutes to an hour is a long time to listen in on a conversation. And so you do feel like you're part of it. So I just, I, if you guys are feeling the same way, I'm really, really grateful. I'm, I'm so happy that we're able to just kind of, you know, tap into your living room or wherever you're listening to this. So on the lawnmower, who knows? Who knows? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> all right. Well, thanks for listening to the show. Remember you can find us first day pod on all your favorite social media joints. Mm -hmm. And we'll be back next week with another fun episode, hopefully informative, useful, fascinating. We do the book club every Monday night, 8 o'clock Eastern time. You can come. doesn't matter if we're on Chapter 7 or not. Mm -hmm. Pop on in. We have a Zoom link. We put it in our bio on Instagram. Mm -hmm. If you contact us, we can give you the information. We can send you an email reminder. It's a really informative chat about a great book that's about, it's not just like some self-help bull crap, you know, because I'm not into mm -hmm. that stuff. I'm into like really getting some depth and understanding out of, information and taking it to another level and that's what this book does so mm -hmm. a new earth it's an old book it's 15 years old or so but it's got great content so we'd love mm -hmm. to have you come and join us and chat about it so please mm -hmm. do if you feel like it and uh i think that's it did i cover everything leanne i think so we love you guys bye